Hello, hello, Michael Lombardo here. Welcome to Awaken Podcast. Like I always say, it is my deep joy to be with you guys. There is a new show every Monday and Thursday streaming on the Charisma Podcast Network.com. You could also download the Charisma Plus app and you could find us on there, as well as many other podcasts, um, articles, you know, free content. So definitely tap into that. Um, you could also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google, uh, Google Play, Spotify, Audible, pretty much anywhere that podcasts are listened to. Um, if you are new to the show, that is how you get a hold of us. If you have been listening for a while, thank you so much. I'm getting testimonies all the time of people being blessed by the interviews as well as the teaching shows where I break down the Word of God um, and and share different series. Just finished a series on First Love Fire um, and in a series on the fear of the Lord. And so we are growing in the love of God. We are learning how to be awakened. And so this is based on Ephesians 5.14, awake, awake, O sleeper, rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. The Apostle Paul spoke that that to believers, not unbelievers. So our hearts need to be awakened to the beauty of God, who Jesus is, um, our identity in him, what he's accomplished for us so that we could be empowered to walk out our callings and to truly be effective for the kingdom of heaven on earth. And so today I've got a great guest on the show with me. Um, I've read several of his books. He's been on the show before. And so it's always a joy to speak to him. His name is Sean Bowles. He is a TV host, an author, a producer. He's a Christian minister known for leading conversations about the church, the entertainment industry, social justice that have helped believers connect to their faith, uh, their faith to culture in a trans formative way. Um, he um, he also has a unique perspective that's taken him around the world, meeting with churches, CEOs, entertainers, world leaders, um, numerous books he has written, some best-selling books, including Translating God. I'm sure many of you have heard of it, if not read it, Keys to Heaven's Economy, Breakthrough, Prophecies, Prayers, and Declarations, Through the Eyes of Love. Um, he currently hosts Exploring the Industry on CBN Show's um, and several other, he's going to be telling you all about it. He's got an exploring series and an awesome podcast that is over 3.5 million downloads. And so Sean, man, thank you so much for uh, joining me today. Hey, I'm so glad to be here. <laughs> this is, uh, I remember last time we had such a good conversation, so I was looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah, man. It's always a joy talking to you and hearing your heart and what the Lord is speaking in you and what you really feel like the Lord wants to uh, release in the earth, man. You're always writing books, always producing content, so many YouTube videos, so many podcasts, you know, you're, it's just like, man. <laughs> We're up to three podcasts a week. It's great. <laughs> And it's on, you know, you have the you have the shows about the prophetic and you also are diving into the marketplace and you're doing so many different things and we'll we'll talk about that. Um but first, before we get into where we're going today, um tell us a little bit about your journey because I know you're pretty much you're, you're always talking about connecting with God, hearing his voice, um whether it be in the ministry realm, the business realm, just just being led by the voice of God, hearing his voice. How did this journey really begin for you? You know, I I think I might've shared this last time, but I'll just share it in a nutshell. My parents, you know, got saved radically out of kind of a, a lukewarm Catholic life. Mm-hmm. And my brother passed away before I was born. Mm-hmm. And through that, he was four years old. He died of leukemia and cancer. And uh, through that, my parents met Jesus and they started to pursue him in such a powerful way. And it was during the Jesus people movement. So John Wimber, um, my dad ended up meeting him at a grocery store and going to his home group, his very first home group, who's the, was one of the leaders of the Jesus People Movement, ended up starting the Vineyard Christian Movement. So that was my parents' first introduction to Christianity. And so we, uh, it was their, their first church introduction. They'd already become Christians. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so we grew up around a lot of things that God was doing. And my parents had escaped a lot of really hard things in the world. So by the time they'd raised me, I'm in my teenage years, I never really struggled with belief or I didn't have a rebellious period. 
but I did struggle with, does everything that's working here inside the church, is it relevant to the whole world? Like, yeah. Can we see transformation culture? Can we see transformation of real lives that don't just find us somehow in the church or that we don't just do direct evangelism to? Is there going to be a way that we could see Jesus, who came to restore all things, actually bring you know, transformation of the poorest parts of the earth. Does this work mm-hmm. everywhere? So yeah. I started to go on kind of a quest of seeing, like I'd go to, you know, Mexico, because it was as far as I can go when I was a teenager. Uh, you know, my parents hadn't been out of the country yet. So I'd mm-hmm. go to Mexico to see, like during terrible storms or whatever. And we would just go bring relief supplies, but also just try the things we had learned in church to do prayer support and prophecy and healing ministry and prayer ministry for inner healing. in these really hard places, I started as a teenager sneaking out with my friends, going to the red light district, not for the wrong reasons, but to see sure. if God would show up for prostitutes and pimps and for people on the streets and homeless people. And so, I mean, I, my, my rebellion was my parents had to ground me from going to dangerous places <laughs> with the kingdom, you know, which yeah. is so funny. It sounds almost like egotistical, but it wasn't at all. I was on a quest to see Jesus and see if like the way that he preached the gospel and love people, if it could work when you don't have a church context. And it did. And so because of that, you know, because of being, I'm not an evangelist by nature. Like I'm not one of the guys out there who I love, who are, they want to train and equip the whole church out of evangelism. And they are naturally evangelistic. I'm an introvert. I don't want to talk to strangers unless I have a context. Sure. So it wasn't mm-hmm. like in my grain to do what I was doing. I just had this love for God. And I was like, I need to see the proving ground of this everywhere. So yeah. through that, I ended up getting involved in a, I always had business or something going on in the entertainment industry at the same time as ministry. And because I love ministry, but I wanted to see what God would do in these things too. And I have always had a social justice cause, most of which we birthed, like the one we have right now, Justice Rising, that we've been part of the birthing stages. And now mm-hmm. it's you know, eight, eight or 10 years old. And we, we build schools and war zones, but we do it with a kingdom philosophy. So the kids get discipled. And we've had, you know, I think we have, um, we're, we're going to have 40 schools in the next three years. And wow, we already have, awesome. uh, I think, uh, 17 schools. So it's just an amazing organization. And we also have a ministry down in South America where our, our team goes to the red light district and has changed policy for human trafficking where now they have, they've created the first legislation for anti-human trafficking law. Mm-hmm. And so I've, I've seen them on the streets ministering, seeing powerful breakthroughs and healings and salvations, but they also are looking at like, how do we change the situation for these people on the streets? And that's mm-hmm. where my heart is. I like, I love the hands on the ground stuff, but we also have to see, the influencers changed their minds and the policies and procedures and law changed. And so because of that, it created a very different dynamic than my parents had of running away from the world. I ran straight to the world. You know, I live in Los Angeles. We minister in Hollywood. I have, I'm a, I do production too as well. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a really unique life. Yeah, man. I love that. You know, your heart's pursuing what's on the heart of Jesus, you know, the kingdom now bringing heaven to earth now, not just waiting to go to heaven and, you know, just be away from this mess that is on earth, but releasing the kingdom now, you know, the word of God says the kingdoms of this earth will become the kingdoms of God and Christ. And so it's just a beautiful thing, man. I know just before we get into um, the topic here today, I know that a lot of people know you for hearing um, accurately words of knowledge and, and the prophetic. And so many people want to hear God better. And, you know, you don't need to go in great detail, but like, is there, was there a time where that like sparked in you? Were you just hungry for it and went after it? Was it an encounter? I know many people might want to hear yeah. that. And I've been around a lot of the people who are like, they were just born and appointed for God to be a prophet. And it's so hard to be around them. And it's so awesome to be around them because they have such a sovereign level of gifting that it happens when their eyes are closed. Mm -hmm. And then I was born and everything that I went after, I had to put a lot of effort in. It doesn't mean that God's effort wasn't bigger than mine, but I had to initiate a lot. It's like, I, I would 
realize like I'm gonna I believe prophecy is permanent. It says in First Corinthians fourteen, go after love like your life depends on it and eagerly desire the spiritual gifts, mm-hmm. especially that you may prophesy. And he was speaking to all the Corinthians. And the Corinthians would be like the the Bethel or Gateway Church or Potter's House Church of their generation. Sure. They were like the big the big hub. And so for him to be telling them like, hey, it's not about each one of us. When I said earlier that each one of us has a gift and that's all you got. You got all of this. This is all tools to access who Jesus is. So yes. I, I heard that and was like when I was, you know, 18, 17, 18, especially 19, I was like, I need to go after this because no one's, I've got tons of prayer now for impartation. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, you know, tried to see how this would work in my life, but nothing's really making it advance in a way that meets that hunger inside of me. So I'm just going to practice. And I, I did things like, you know, every church service would look for two or three people to pray for. Every time I was out about, I'd try and have one prayer assignment or a prayer point with somebody. And then I started even like, we had the old fashioned church directory, looking through the church directory. And now you can do Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter or whatever. But I would look through the church directory at the name and the phone number, call them up and say, hey, I go to your church. Because we had, you know, thousands of people in our church. I go to your church and I'm, I'm part of the uh, prayer team. I was just wondering if there's anything to pray for you for with prophetic intention. And after, you know, years of practicing literally four or 500 times a year, if not more, I started to hit a stride of, ooh, this is how you talk. This is how you, this is how this works. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the people will hear that and say, get discouraged and be like, I have to practice a lot. And other people will hear <laughs> and go, I, if I practice, it'll happen for me. Yes. But I really do see this happen, especially with our own prophetic team. Like we have some people who are just, they're just prophets. And then we have other people <laughs> on our prophetic team that are just moms and dads who want to use this gift and do pray with sure, prophetic intention sure. and see people encouraged. Uh-huh. And we've seen the same level of gifting come out of both of them, but yep. maybe one has more of an intentionality for their assignment and one has more just the basis of love. Mm-hmm. And I think they're both valuable. So that's kind of my background is just pursuing it, practicing, going after words of knowledge, words of wisdom, words of prophecy with intention. And then I've had seasons where God has overtaken me, especially you know, after uh, an event called Azusa Now in LA, yeah, uh, I had about you know ten months of words of knowledge where God was saying, "I'm going to restore this to the body of Christ because I want people to have before and after moments with my intention and knowing mm. who I am." And so He was telling people current and past information, what He thinks about it, and we've seen the revolution of that now. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many times it's every day, daily, still, where people tell me I practice words of knowledge as part of my core value for how I pursue my relationship with God because. I saw you, or I heard this, or I read this book, God's Secrets, Beautiful. whatever. Mm-hmm. And so it's been really cool to watch kind of that that assignment to help the body of Christ feel empowered, not just the prophetic community, but the body of Christ feel like, you know, we're all supposed to read the Bible for ourselves and pray for ourselves, but yeah. we're all supposed to hear God for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And you're not, and like you said earlier, you're not an extroverted person naturally. You're more introverted. And so many people see like a Todd White and he's naturally extroverted. You know, he's naturally the kind of guy that, you know, he's just, he's just intense and he's going to be telling people about the Lord. But like somebody like you, you know, like people can't say, oh yeah, well, Sean, he just, you know, loves talking to people and sparking conversations. Like, no, it's something that you went after and it, it goes against the grain of even just naturally your propensity. And so, you know, this, this is for everybody. It's not just for the extroverted. It's not just for the people that are charismatic or talkers. You know, it's for literally everybody gifts that we could access. And one thing before we get into it that I honor about your ministry is that you teach people how to operate in the prophetic and words of knowledge and the gifts of the spirit and impact the marketplace and ministry and all that through the gift of love. And you've got a beautiful finished work. Uh, you know, you value the finished work of Christ and the love of God. And there's no striving and in works involved. And I appreciate that. My God, so much. And so it's just connecting with the heart of God and flowing from that place of intimacy. And so. That's awesome. I just wanted to say that to you, man. I appreciate that. I believe that's oh, God breathed. I believe that's God breathed. Well, so. 
It takes one to know one, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it, Sean. And so I know you co-authored a book with Bob Hassan. Um, it's entitled Wired to Hear, Connecting God's Voice to Your Life, Influence, and Career. And I love how you and Bob are really tackling this, and we'll talk about the podcast towards the end here, but I love how you and Bob are really working together to break down the barrier between the sacred and the secular. You know, many people in church have emphasized partnership with God in the in the realm of ministry and spirituality, but many have shunned at worst and kind of neglected at best the reality that God wants to speak into every area of our lives. And there's a calling to business, yeah. the arts, etc. you know, just as much as the fivefold. And so I'd love to lay a foundation there and talk about that. Yeah, you know, I've written a lot into the prophetic, and I've I've had TV shows and podcasts, and I mean, like, you know, I mean, our our podcasting is up to like seven million downloads just for exploring the prophetic, wow. and I think people are interested in the subject. But what I realized is that, and I had an encounter. I should say it that way because I didn't realize it wasn't it didn't come from me. I had an encounter in 2018 where I saw a vision of the next great harvest, the next great worldwide harvest, and this is in a season where I was seeing so many things that all happened, you know, immediately or so many powerful words of knowledge for people behind the scenes that are high profile. So I knew it was God. I knew that this was something I didn't have to weigh. It was just, it was God. And the next great move of God, what I saw was distinguished by was people who were, were brought into a spirit of excellence in the marketplace, like a Daniel, Esther, Solomon, Joseph, and that the next great move of God wouldn't be church centric or it wouldn't be just one camp centric, but it would be like a Jesus people movement or one of the other great revivals where it just happened everywhere, where God's spirit was pouring out, and there was an outpouring from people who were hungry. Mm. And and I saw that the, the most hungry places would be the marketplace, so that people were going to want to see what the kingdom of God could do, how it would change the metrics of their business, their career, their lives, their family. And when you have, you know, Joseph and, and Pharaoh's house, he not only you know, it took care of the kingdom, but it says that he fathered Pharaoh's house. Like he, yeah. he was a spiritual father and, and it caused the transformation to happen in Egypt. Or you have Solomon, who the Lord put so much of his own process into Solomon that people w- would go to spiritual tours. And the Bible says that kings came from every land or sent somebody just to see how he was doing everything. And you have the Queen of Sheba comes and is so impressed. She's been trying to do things with her own wisdom and she's very wise. And she looks at everything he's built and she says, this is it. Surely your God loves his people because he raised up a man like you that has this kind of structure inside of you that's caused such a blessing and such a tangible effect of God. I'm going to worship your God. And she gets saved because of how Solomon had built the city uh, operating structure and the education and the temple and the finances and the judicial system. That's why she got saved. And I feel like the next great move of God, like God's wired us to hear in the place of career and influence we have, but a lot of us, when we think of hearing God's voice for our place of influence or career, we think of prophetic evangelism. Like, yes. how am I sharing mm-hmm. my faith at my workplace? That's our book has zero to do with that. That's a byproduct of healthy hearing from God, but it's not our focus. Our focus is connecting to walking with God and our wiring for what He's called us to do and who He's called us to be and to be in God's process in that. So it's a very prophetic book, but it's also very practical, especially having Bob Hassan. He has 46 years in painting, contracting, paint some of the largest structures in the world. I mean, they just got done with the NFL stadium and LAX and crazy stuff. And so he has an extremely successful company and extremely successful culture in his company because of the kingdom principles he operates in. And we came together and we said, how do we help people to really find out how they hear from God in the marketplace? And then even to reverse engineer their wins in life so they could see where God was, so they can have expectation for how he's going to come. And how do you teach them? It's instinct and intuition a lot of times, more than it's a James Earl Jones 
or Morgan Freeman voice disrupting mm-hmm. their lives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're walking with the God within, the one we've invited into our spirit. And so it's really a different process than a lot of us think of. And so we take away a lot of excuses, dismantle like just kind of a fantasy series of how people see or think they're going to have an encounter with God. And we, we give people a powerful tool to say, okay, I'm called. I know this is my assignment. I enjoy my work. You know, the first thing God ever did for Adam is give him a job. And so like, I know that my job is good. How do I really partner? So it's not just like the the old thing of God is my CEO where you're serving this God who's far away, who just wants your money or resources, but where you actually say, I'm walking with God, cohabiting with God in this space. And I'm not compartmentalized for my family or my church life or anything else, but I'm walking in my assignment with God and I'm experiencing him here because he wants to be here with me. He's designed this before time began. So that's kind of the book is it's a powerful tool. I think like groups that are leading, you know, marketplace ministries and church groups who have business leaders, we need this book out there. Like I think out of everything I've written, it's one of the things I'm most proud of because I know it's it's literally forerunning the next move of God. Amen. I believe that. And that speaks highly to me because I got saved in 2009 and I was received the call to ministry, went to Bible school, went on the mission field, got ignited my heart for missions, wound up with Heidi Baker's ministry in Mozambique, did missions for years, uh, met my wife on the mission field, got pregnant. You know, my wife got pregnant with our first baby on the mission field, came back to the States, did itinerant traveling ministry, lived, you know, didn't <laughs> believe God for a breakthrough financially, really kind of struggled there for years. I shared this, you know, um, a little bit before, but God led me in 2008. 18 to come to Dallas and got me involved in business. And I thought I was going to do it part-time just to make some money for my family, but I knew he called me to it. Then I began to see his favor and his blessing on it. And I went from just doing sales, but really bringing in you know financial increase to my family and really feeling his presence on it. Like, God, what are you doing? Why is this? There's so much favor on this. Then going into man- yeah. management, co- co-ownership with, in, with, with, with a friend of mine in business. And it's just like, what in the world? And we're bringing our friends in that. You know, in Bible school, we'd always say, yeah, let's do stuff together. Like God put us together to do ministry together and to link arms. And we are doing that, but we're also doing business together and God's doing that. And it's just like, and I have no clue exactly what it's going to look like in years to come, but I'm open and we're navigating it. We're figuring this out. But at the same time, I've just never imagined, you know, I'm seeing the melding of both of that, not only in my life, but in so many powerful anointed friends of mine, God's calling them to business and also, you know, impacting through finance and through, you know, preaching and traveling. You know, it's, it's, it's a melding of the two and it's, it's just been beautiful to kind of walk into that because it's broken a lot of paradigms in my mind. But I just know that there's, this is a very helpful tool. I read through the book. This is, I can't wait to complete it, to finish it because it's just rich. And I feel like so many people need to grab a hold oh, of this. I appreciate that. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. But I just feel like people in general, um, when they think of business people, they can think that somebody could be called to business. They, they believe in that, but they almost still elevate ministry positions of like the fivefold over people that are business people like one is more important than the other like the traveling minister is more important than the businessman or you know these people are just chasing money or whatever And they think of money a lot of people in the church think of money as you know something that is evil instead of something that we could use to really benefit the kingdom so maybe we can talk about that a little bit yeah i think uh you know the the love of money is root of all kinds of evil but Mm -hmm. money itself to like resources and to see how god can use them is actually anybody who's an empowered person financially knows what it does, the good it benefits the world around them. And so we Mm -hmm. want to have resources. We want to have finances. You know, we don't want the hyper wealth uh, movement to invade our brains and our spirits where it's more about personal gain than it is about what God can do. But we want, we want all the resources that our life needs to fulfill our God assignment. And a lot of that is just one of those things that I think the church has thrown out any prosperity with the prosperity movement. 
And yet, when you look at the world's population right now of billionaires, half of the billionaires for the first time in history claim to be Christians. Yeah. As a matter of fact, when you look at the, the most powerful people group financially in the world right now, it's not a nation. It's not America. It's not China. It's actually Christianity. Mm-hmm. Christianity has 51% of the world's wealth right now. So we have had a great wealth transfer. We have the money in the bank. I was reading one of the church um, or one of the, the colleges, Christian colleges put out a report, and this is in the book. And if you if you look at how in just the year of 2012, of all the Christians just in America tied 10%, we would have cured, cured world hunger for up to seven yeah, years, wow. obliterated malaria, changed so many. I mean, there's this thing, you need to read it. It's like all the statistics. So we already had the money just in America. And I know people are listening from all over the world, just in America to solve the problems of missions and reaching the extreme poor and reach it. We have those, we have the resources, but we don't have the revelation. Mm-hmm. And if we get the revelation and we get unity about our revelation, so it's not just like God hates human trafficking, but we start to say, God hates human trafficking, and he's leading me to meet you, not just to start my own thing, but to actually lend my strength, my resources to what you're doing because you're the expert or whoever the expert is. You know, it's like when there's unity around, you know, the revelation, we're going to start to see some of these big Goliaths, you know, topple down because of the love and the unity that God's bringing the body of Christ. Now, think about like our friend, we had one of our guys, um, we interviewed on Explore the Marketplace, a Bob and I host. And we just host and, and create conversations about what God's doing in marketplace areas. So we've got doctors and lawyers and, you know, venture capitalists and entrepreneurs. And one of the doctors, he's the top, one of the top spinal surgeons in America, probably if not number one, he's in the top three. And he's written like 400 papers on it. He's the most widely published spinal surgeon and wow. he's really young. He's like, I think he's like 40. Yeah. And he did Bob's surgery and he's a radical Christian and he led Bob because Bob had had back surgery. So I was like, you need to be on our show. And so we have one is sharing his story. And there's uh, there's problems that have been going on in the surgical community for a while as far as how to do certain things. And because he's excellent in his craft, when he shared how to do it right, it just became truth. It, was no, it wasn't debated anymore. It just became truth. His papers created truth instantly that people have been battling over for 10 years. And that's why we need Christianity in these places, because there's so much war. There's so much battle. There's so much contention. There's so much complication that when you have a Christian who's loving well in place, it actually creates, uh, it takes the sophisticated things and makes them very simple. Mm-hmm. And it also creates solutions for problems that people are dying over, literally physically dying over. And I just feel like God's anointing people to know. And I, I asked him specifically, I said, when you're doing surgery, do you ever have like a God encounter or anything? And he said, you know, I didn't think I was, but, but eventually I realized like I'd get into this almost like flow state where I just knew what to do. And I would just have this instinct or this intuition. Awesome. And I felt like once I understood Holy Spirit, I realized you're moving through me even more than when I've been on the prayer team. Yeah. You're, I can feel you almost like possessing my hands to get this thing right. And I know and, and instinct know what to do. And it saved people's lives so many times. I'm like, that's crazy. <laughs> like that's So when somebody asks them, like, how did you become one of the top people in your field? His answer is, it's actually because of my faith. And he has a real, like they're going to listen differently than somebody who's like, I'm a Christian, but when somebody who's like looking up to him, respecting him, saying, I'm going to be like you when I grow up, how do I do it? And he goes, the only way I did this is this. It's going to challenge their pursuit because they're going to be like, oh, if I don't have God, I won't get there. Or this guy's crazy. It's like, those are the only two answers to that. You know, and I feel like that's what's happening all over the place because he has a healthy life and family. And I feel like he's a prototype for what God's, who God's raising up right now to love well, mm-hmm. to just be 
because he's so humble. He's like, he could, he could be an arrogant surgeon like you see in Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. <laughs> but instead, he's like this like nice guy who's like just everybody loves. And that's, I think that there's something to that. Yeah, there is definitely something to that, you know, and I just love it. God anoints doctors, teachers, actors, entrepreneurs, lawyers, mayors, governors, like God wants his people in positions of influence, just like you're talking about. And that's, you know, the apostle Paul talked about the high calling of knowing Jesus Christ. But, you know, from that place of intimacy, we will begin to discover our identity in Christ, but also the purpose in which the Lord has given us. And that purpose doesn't necessarily need to be the guy on the stage at church, you know, or the, uh, the Christian author. And ev- there's callings to that as well, but we're emphasizing that, no, like the, the calling to be a doctor or a teacher or an entrepreneur is just as holy, just as sacred, just as important and vital um, to see transformation, the transformation, the Great Commission with Jesus Christ has called us to, you know, just like it says in Ephesians that we've been anointed and predestined for good works before the foundation of the world. And, you know, every single person, like, honestly, you know, we are being faithful to what the Lord has given us. If we, if we walk out the calling he has placed on our lives, we don't need to desire to be the pastor or the, or the person on the platform. You know, we just need to want to come before the Lord and say, God, what, what do you, what do you want me to do? And you talk about this a lot in your book as well. You talk about discovering your God given purpose and how to, how to flesh that yeah. out because so many people are having a hard time. You know, we automatically think that we need to be the person that is the evangelist or the pastor or the teacher when we get saved, especially because we see these people as, you know, representatives of Jesus. But, you know, um, you, you, you really bring a lot of clarity and practical um, instruction as well on kind of how to discover and submit to the purpose of God for our lives. Well, Bob and I both coach, and I appreciate that. Bob and I mm-hmm. both coach a lot of people in the corporate world. And, uh, and Bob's a risk manager. He's a good cash flow operator. He's really good at looking at cash performance and helping people to look at them with spiritual eyes and faith, not fear, mm-hmm. and help, helps people to make realistic choices. And I mean, he's, he's a, uh, a no-nonsense guy, so you're not going to fluff fake it. You know, you're going to have to either have faith or, 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 or not, you know, there's, not, there's no fluff in between. <laughs> sure. And then for me, I'm, I'm all about helping people discover um, what, what they need to kind of break through the next level. Let's go 2.0. And I've helped a lot of organizations or, you know, when I do, even I've done film consulting and stuff and say, so, okay, here's what you need to push into as a producer or a director to really get the whole Christian community. If it's a faith-based film or the whole young adult community, if it's a young adult movie, like here's, here's the PowerPoints, but you almost missed them. Like, like, let's look at what the PowerPoints are and let's celebrate them and like move around them. And so I feel like both of us coming from that place of like, we're, we're looking for the holes and also looking for the strength. When we wrote this book, I feel like it, it came out really well that way where it's like, I feel like people are going to feel like there's a lot of strength and the areas like the gaps, like our process as Christians it's never the same as the people we go to college with. It's never the same as everybody else in the whole world. Even the Christians, God's taken us on a unique journey that we need to follow him in. And therefore we can't expect to have the same process as everyone else. Cause we're not expecting the same result. We're expecting a greater result, you know, an Ephesians 3.20 result. And a lot of Christians get stuck in the process. And so those are the kinds of things that Bob and I are really good about helping coach and train and consult in organizations. And so we took that and brought it into the book and I think it's beautifully done. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely agree. And one thing that the Lord's actually showing me right now, I just saw a picture of just like a dark cloak coming off of individuals. And I just heard the Lord say breaking off the lies. And I just feel like people that are listening mm. right now, people that are listening right now have been lied to. 
that what they want to do is not what God wants them to do, or they feel a calling maybe into the arts, into government to be a lawyer or something else, and they've been shamed, and people have not um, encouraged them and inspired them and pushed them forward in what they feel like God has put on their heart to do. And I just feel like a dark cloak or like some kind of just a lie just breaking off of them. And so I just, man, I just feel that strongly. I maybe just want to... Man, I would just love to speak into that a little bit because, hey, listen, I just I want to I want to solidify in the listener right now that whether you're called to something that, you know, seems spiritual or ministry oriented, you know, that these other gifts and callings that you're talking about that that you write about, Sean, in your in your book, Wire to Hear, that these things are just as much God. I just like there's people listening that are getting free right now, Sean. No, I love that. And I think part of you as a listener, maybe. Maybe you can kind of go at a prayer time this way and just say, okay, what is my calling? And then, then ask the bigger question, who am I called to? Like, who am I called to love? Who am I called mm-hmm. to bring breakthrough to? Who am I called to bring Jesus to? Because when you start to see the who, like for us, it's entertainment industry people and it's the poor, then there's resources I need to bring. And I realized, you know, I was a senior pastor for, I think, 12 years here in LA, gave my church over to my best friends who are called to senior pastor. They're called to lead that way. And I realized, you know, in, as I was answering these big questions for myself with my wife, I realized we're called to help create resources and conversation and advocacy. We're not just called to steward a local church, and we yeah. love the local mm-hmm. church, but we knew there was resources that God was saying that are epic in our generation to create epic results. And you don't do that in a local church. It's not about resources in a local church. You can't be a resource in a local church. You have to be a community center. And so I, I didn't want to put the pressure of my personal calling on a group of people that need to grow as a family which has been a beautiful family for us. We're still there. That's still our local church and we love them. But I realized, well, wow, I'm called to business too. And I've always known that, but I was like, I, I need to have as much stock in my business spiritual heart as I do in my, in my uh, ministry heart. And so we began to move towards that. And as we did, man, the breakthrough that happened for us personally and the growth, the personal development in our discipleship journey and our just our relational journey has been so phenomenal. My wife has Dream Bigger Urban Farms, where she's a urban uh, farming and beauty uh, mm-hmm. consultant for agriculture and for planting and the whole thing, landscaping. And she does, she's TikTok sponsored and has been featured by groups like BuzzFeed and other groups on YouTube and is going to be on a, a short series soon. And, and, and we're planning a, a show around her life. And we would have never been thinking this way if we had stayed in what we, we had most celebrated yeah. as mm-hmm. God's highest calling. Yeah. which was more of a pastoral calling or more of a ministerial circle calling. And I just think of like, thank God for like people like Chip and Joanna Gaines. Thank God for people like Justin Bieber, who's a true conversion or Chris Pratt that are on the journey still, but we're going to see fruit in our lives or Pat Boone, who was the only A-list actor for 50 years to give all glory to God and see huge, huge, huge uh, revival activity behind the scenes with everyone from like Sammy Davis Jr. came to the Lord through his career to uh, politicians who change their ways because of having talks with this man who's like a spiritual father and actually mm-hmm. became more conservative in their in their practices and it changed some of the issues behind the scenes back in the eighties because Pat got engaged with politics with his career as a celebrity. And I think there's people like that that I look at and go, we need to celebrate all the high places that God's moving and and not just, you know, this ministerial circle. And what I love in in the last year, I hate the pandemic, but I love in the last year that the church uh, any codependency towards local church has been broken off of people <laughs> yeah. and we've had to find Jesus for ourselves. Yes. And that doesn't mean we don't need the church. So I, I don't want to forsake, you know, meeting with believers. I love my local church, 
but anything that was like growing us that just was a substitute for our own personal expression of faith was removed. And much like Martin Luther's day where he was, you know, nailing the thesis on the Wittenberg door that says we're each justified by our own faith. We don't need a priest to stand in front of God for us. And it was so controversial, but it's created a whole new type of Christianity, which is Protestantism. And some things happened over this last year where God's giving us the courage to say, to be equally yoked with your church. Don't get codependent. Don't yes. think that this mm-hmm. is the highest thing that God's doing. This is this is the community that God births out of, but some of the highest things that God's doing are in places that you're not even looking. And what God's answering prayers of our cities for, most churches aren't even praying. You know, so it's, it's like the, the prayers of the city, the prayers of the people who are desperate. And so I think like we're in this really awesome season to be able to look at who we are and say, God, the resources that I'm called to bring that would bring Jesus's reward may be in a different career field than I'm thinking of. You know, whether it's the creativity, the talent, the connections, the finances, maybe I'm not in the right field to do what I'm feeling because I'm feeling this, but I'm not aiming towards it. And so we're helping a lot of people, I think, just aim with their career in their lives. And I've talked to a lot of pastors. A lot of pastors right now are jumping into a job, real estate and, you know, sales and, uh, and all kinds of different types of jobs. And they're loving it. And they're like, when they were first jumping in, they were telling me, I'm so like, I feel like this is demotion. I feel like this, I'm going backwards. <laughs> sure. Now that they're in it, they're like, this is amazing. Like, this is better than I thought it could ever be. And, and our family finally has money and we're buying properties. And, you know, like I, and this is like, I have five pastor friends who are uh, real estate agents right now, and it's changed our world. I've had a couple other pastor friends who've become publishers, a couple other pastor friends who, one pastor friend who's, uh, owns a hotel now and, and three uh, Airbnb pro- properties. And I think that the risk is when you do that, you feel like you're going to take away the attention from what's really important. Yeah. And what's beautiful mm-hmm. is that they're finding what's really important is walking with God in the day we're in. This is the day the Lord's made. I'll rejoice and be glad in it. Walking with Him in that day and valuing what He values in our life and doing it well with the excellencies of Christ and letting people benefit from that. Oh, man, that's so good. I really feel like I got this nudging in my spirit. I really feel like um, God's drawn the right people to this podcast. And I would love to just end this, Sean, with you. Let's just let's just have a time of prayer, man, where you just release yeah. what God's put on your heart over the people. Because I just know that God's breaking poverty mentalities off of people right now. Poverty is not a sign of true spirituality. Um, the Lord, you know, if we read the Bible from cover to cover, God has always blessed his people. And when it becomes idolatrous, he challenges it. But when we hold it in the right place and we and we um, God wants his people blessed and God also wants us to to resource um, missions and, and kingdom activity and all this all this amazing stuff and so i really god's breaking things off of people right now sean and so let's let's just pray into that i love it god Mm -hmm. i do i agree and i just pray with michael over everyone who's listening that they would feel your presence and just get any kind of adjustment they need towards living out the fullness of who they are in this lifetime and if there's any roles or identities they've taken on in ministry or in work or something that's not just complete yet give them the courage to go on the journey to add or take away anything that would be on the, the just their life map, Lord, that would just, anything that would block them or anything that would advance them. I pray that you would take away what would block and bring what would advance us. And God, if there's any part of us that feels like something that you're calling us to is a demotion, I pray that you would just help us to not have any pride or any arrogance in our heart. But I thank you for the season that I was working at a customer service training program. And that was, that was just as valuable as what I'm doing now because I did it under you. I did it with you and under mm, you. Yeah. And I pray that we would have excitement about whatever the calling is, that you know 
the places and the people we need to be trained around for the future. So sometimes you bring us into a place of career or in a place of job or in a place of function that we wouldn't have chosen for ourselves because you're leading us and you're bringing us somewhere we wouldn't have known how to get to by ourselves. So I pray that we would be dependent on you, that you would take any uh, wrong pressure off of us, any performance off of us. I pray that if we have any idealism over our calling or over uh, ministry itself or work or career itself, that you just break the idealism in the most gentle way and help us to see your perspective. And God, I thank you that we are wired to hear you, that that's how you created man in your image is that we could fellowship with you, know you. And the first thing you did for Adam is give him a job. And you did it to have him work with you, not for you, because you wanted to give him another function of how he could just enjoy you and enjoy himself. And I pray that you would help us to understand our assignment, our job, our work on this earth, and take away the complications over that issue. Thank you, God, that Bob and I were able to release this resource. If they can't get the book, I pray, Lord, that there would still be that the same theme, the spiritual theme would go into everybody listening. But if they get the book, I pray you just cause a great impartation that would help uh, just declutter this issue in everyone's life. And I thank you for this podcast. God, continue to increase it. Speak to people all over the world through it. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Um, so wired to hear connecting God's voice to your life, influence and career, Sean Bowles and Bob Hassan, they co-authored this book. How can people grab a copy and also tell us about exploring the marketplace as well as any other, um, you know, ministry platforms you want to point people to or go ahead. Yeah. Uh, thank you. And, mm-hmm. uh, they can go to bullsministries.com to order the book or anywhere books are sold, but we have a pre-order special that's going to run all the way through May, even though it's released on May 4th, awesome. where they get a signed copy. And there's a video series that we made with, uh, influential career people who have platforms and they're sharing like what they would have told their younger self to stabilize them or help them. And it's just a powerful kind of prophetic kind of journey that Bob and I went on with these people. We also have a launch event on May 4th. It's free on our platform and it's free. You just go to Bulls Ministries where we're talking to some of these people and also giving away um, $1,000 grants and uh, to many people. We're also giving away free coaching times all around, centered around this book. So I think it's a really exciting time because we've had uh, literally hundreds of people um, try and join us for a, a, a grant and then also for coaching time. And so we've just been building with incredible, I mean, the business proposals that people are bringing to the table I feel like if I was a shark on Shark Tank, I would do almost <laughs> all of them because they're so good. Like yeah. God's birthing ideas. That's cool. It's so amazing. So come join the Revolution Fridays. You can listen to our free podcast. It's on Christmas Podcast Network as well called Exploring the Marketplace. Excuse me. And we also have Thursday lives every week. Sometimes we do them with the people who've been on the uh, Marketplace podcast. And other times we just, it's Bob and I, and we're answering questions for people that are kingdom centric in the marketplace. So I think it's a really exciting live to do as well. And so that's, that's the main stuff that we're working on. I do have a TV show on TV and that's coming out on May 31st called discovering God through all his names and identities. And that's a lot of fun too. It'll be in prime time on uh, May 31st. Okay. Awesome. And I will put a link in the description section so people could easily access everything that you were stating right there. And so Sean, man, it's always a blessing to talk to you. Thank you for your heart and your passion and everything you're doing right now in the world. And so It's always a joy, man. Oh, vice versa. Thanks, Michael. Anytime. (laughs) Absolutely. So those who are listening right now, thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. We can get it out to more people so they can be blessed, inspired, um, awakened by the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Bless you guys, and I'll speak to you next time on Awakened Podcast.
Hello, everybody. Mike Lombardo here. Let me tell you about this amazing online store, The Hope Filled Journey. Um, I definitely want to check that out today. Michelle and Renee Torres, they started up an online store in obedience to the Holy Spirit in the midst of a crazy year, full-time jobs, raising four small children. They stepped out in faith, and God is honoring it every step of the way. It's www.thehopefilledjourney.com. This is where you'll find extraordinary products, clothes, fashion accessories, jewelry, and more. You'll be able to find amazing clothes for spring, handmade jewelry. Their goal is to inspire faith, through, the, through their product line, as well as high quality in all they do and produce. Check it out. It's the hopefilledjourney.com. And also, if you today, if you go, well, you have a promo code AWAKEN, promo code AWAKEN. If you go to the website, you can get 25% off of all full priced items, and all orders over $60 will ship free. And so that's 25% off today, all full price items and any orders, $60 or more will ship free. And so make sure to go to the website that is www.thehopefilledjourney.com and make sure to use promo code AWAKEN.